Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. This is a really significant episode for me because I'm being joined today by the amazing Emily Pilbeam. Now, some of you, the name Emily will ring a bell because I talk about her all the time. Emily is my VA. She's the person who just supports my business so much. She, We've worked together for a few years now. Um, she knows me inside out. I think we know each other inside out now. And I thought it would be really interesting for you guys to bring her on and really talk about the best way to work with a virtual assistant and how to outsource processes to a VA and what to look for when you're, you know, I know a lot of you listening are at that stage where you're feeling the pinch, you know, you're kind of like, ah, there's a lot of stuff to do in this business and I need some support. I think our conversation today is going to really help you get clear in your mind about how you find the right person to support you, but also the truth around the the stories we tell ourselves that stop us from outsourcing or delegating to a VA. And I'm guilty of as guilty of this as anyone. So we'll be talking about that on today's episode, how there are certain stories we tell ourselves that, um, uh, for example, uh, oh, it will take me too long to train someone else to do it. I might as well do it myself. That's a biggie, right? And these are all hurdles that you are going to have to get over if you do want to grow or scale your business. Because who wants to work alone forever, right? If you do, brilliant. And hopefully, you know, that's right for you and you accept the limitations of of what you're doing. But I think most people would love to get to a point where not everything is on them. You know, there is someone there that can act as their trusted sounding board. So if that's you, if you are in the throes of starting or growing a team, then this episode's for you. And um, I just can't wait to share Emily with you. So Emily is the founder and CEO of Intune Business Solutions. So she provides online business management, virtual assistant support. She often refers to herself as the CEO sidekick. And I love that because that's exactly what she is. And I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships and creating the abundant, full fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, Are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go.
Emily, Emily, Emily. Jill, Jill, Jill. <laughs> Isn't this fun? This is so fun. It's always fun, whoever I have on, but we know each other so well. We do. I'm very excited to share this with our listeners. And this is an episode that I've been asked by a few people um, to do, and you have kindly agreed to do it with me. So Emily is my VA, and we've worked together for a couple of years now. She is absolutely indispensable to me and my business. Um, So first of all, public thank you to you, Emily, for everything you do for me, which is amazing. (laughs) I am excited to share you with with everyone else because a lot of people know you by name, you know, because I talk about you a lot. So thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So first of all, I would love it if you could just share with everyone a bit about your story and and kind of what brought you into this online business management world. I used to work in the property industry, a managerial position, um, and then I fell pregnant with my daughter um, and she was due in December 2019. And I knew when I was pregnant with my daughter that I didn't want to go back to a nine to five job put my daughter in nursery ultimately that's how that's how this all evolved so while I was pregnant with my daughter I created my business ultimately and got everything ready to to hit the button and and go live and then I had my daughter in the December 2019 and then obviously lockdown came in the March of 2020 I obviously my maternity leave wasn't exactly how I envisaged Mm -hmm. um and being at home with a newborn baby I was going slightly stir crazy and needed uh, a bit of uh, mental stimulation really (laughs) yeah god absolutely and it's the business has just gone from strength to strength since so um initially just set up the business um offering solely VA services um so virtual assistant services and have added um various different services since um including kind of online business management also including Dubsado setups and clickup setups so there's a whole host of different services I still remember really vividly the call we had together you know, we were checking each other out because I always think it's not a one-way process, is it? When when you're hiring a VA, it's not like you picking a VA; it's your VA as, like assessing you as well, definitely. And hundred percent, I call it. I actually call it the vibe check. It's like almost checking that you're aligned with each other and that you both equally want to work with each other and that you feel that you're a good match from both sides. Because if I don't feel like I can support a client properly, I will be honest and say that. And you are honest. You are a really honest and straightforward person. And we kind of both are. And that's why I think that's one of the things that makes it work so well with us is that there's no flim flamming around. Definitely. There's no sugar coating. Yeah, there's definitely no sugar coating from you. I'm more of a sugar coater than you are, definitely. You're you're the you're I I um describe this podcast as being real talk. You're like really real talk. (laughs) The real of the real talk. (laughs) Yeah. But I do remember um one of our very first calls together and you didn't have childcare and I can remember baby Aubrey who now is running around but I remember her being on your lap while we were talking and she was the best behaved baby I've ever come across in my entire life she just she was awake but she just didn't make a peep I think that was part of the problem though because she was so good as a baby 
And obviously, we just got into lockdown and it was the first lockdown where you couldn't see anyone. So I, I just got a bit bored, <laughs> dare I say it. And I needed, I, I, I wanted to do something and I wanted to speak to people. Little baby Aubrey is is coming up to three and running around, running around all the time now. So yeah, she definitely wouldn't be able to make an appearance on calls now. <laughs> <laughs> she'd like to. <laughs> yeah, she'd like to. She sometimes wants to come in and just wave at the camera and say hi. Yeah, yeah um, that's good. I, I, and she does that for a few select clients and their clients that I've worked with for years and years that like yourself, where they've seen yeah. her, her journey from tiny little baby tiny to, baby. to full, full toddler. So Exactly. And she's adorable. So I thought it'd be really interesting for me and you today to kind of, I, I know a lot of um, listeners to this podcast are maybe already have a small team, but I also know there's a lot of people who are on that cusp of they've been doing everything themselves. They are overwhelmed by all the moving parts of business. And you know that with me, I really urge people to simplify whenever they can. But equally, there are still going to be tasks within any business that are going to overwhelm one person. That's probably the biggest barrier to scaling your business or, or to growing your business even is staying a one-man band forever and I think it's also recognizing when you hit that pinch point and then what you can outsource to really help you level up it's daunting to outsource especially if you're a solopreneur and you know you're reliant on yourself Mm. and and kind of no one else and to then build out a team and start to delegate and start to trust someone is a big step obviously from a mindset perspective but also from an operational and logistical perspective you know you've never had to you've not perhaps had to think about okay these are the tasks I'm going to assign to a VA this month or um, you know these are the processes for these specific tasks because it's all internalized so it's Mm. working with a VA that can help you to structure that and ultimately externalize it so Mm. you can have a successful working relationship together. Absolutely so taking that like from the beginning then if someone is at that point and they're you know they're listening to what you just said and they're thinking god you know that is me I am at a pinch point I I really need some help but I'm struggling to find someone I trust or find someone that I identify with vibe with talk us through what it looks like. The first thing to do before you even look for a VA is to establish what tasks you actually want to delegate? What is the purpose of hiring a VA? What are you looking to achieve by hiring the VA? I've actually got um, a, a freebie, which we'll put in the show notes, which will help you to identify tasks to delegate. It talks you through what tasks do you do on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis? What do you need to do as a business owner? And then what can you outsource out of those lists? Because we talk about it all the time, Jill, don't we, about outsourcing um, an actual process rather than individual kind of ad hoc tasks. Mm. Because if you outsource a process, you feel the benefit. If that process is a daily or weekly or monthly process, it's out of your mind and it allows kind of more space to focus on other things. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's something you've helped me with massively and the best example of it is this podcast so we're going to get a bit meta now (laughs) I think when when we me and you started working together it looked very different to the way it looks now right 
so there was mm-hmm. a lot of kind of like social media tasks and things like that which which were more my focus back then and um, which definitely isn't my focus now and I think the whole podcast process is the first process I ever outsourced to you kind of in its entirety and said okay we need a process for turning around these episodes every week because my commitment was we will put out an episode every week I'm really committed to doing that so tell me about how different that is when someone can just outsource the entire task how different that is from your perspective it's having that trust in the relationship ultimately you feel trusted with that with that task and with that process it feels like from a from a virtual assistance perspective you're making more of an impact on that person's business it's good to have the regular tasks because you know going into a month exactly what they what the client's expecting from that month yes there might be some ad hoc tasks on top of that but it's I've worked with several clients in several different ways and when they outsource a process the working relationship is always more successful um and 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 obviously success can mean several things in this instance but success for me is ultimately the client being happy and myself one of my team being happy with supporting that client with those tasks as well because and and using all of the hours ultimately as you know as well within the retainer so having that consistency of support for the client definitely let's give people an example of outsourcing a process rather than a task like this podcast could you describe to people that difference yeah so the way the podcast works is you record the episodes and then it goes over to the podcast um editor lena to edit the podcasts and then as a process what we have now is you then review it and then that gets passed to me to load to do the transcriptions to put onto youtube to do the social media kind of all of that back end process ultimately and then effectively making the podcast live and scheduling it um, and updating the website if that wasn't set up in that way what could happen is you could record the podcast um lena could edit it but then you would effectively be blocking some of the other tasks in the respect where you would go, oh, actually, I'm going to do the podcast transcripts and I need to do that before you can um, upload the video to YouTube. Oh, and I want to cre- I want to decide which social media quote we're going to use um, for the podcast. So I'm going to block that block that task until I can create and, and, and then you can create the, the graphic. So. What often happens if you don't outsource a process is exactly what I've just described there. You end up blocking the tasks and blocking the workflow. And actually, it's then inefficient. So if you can outsource that entire process, you know, ultimately now that, um, you know, you record the episode, Lena edits it, you assign the task to me because we use a project management tool. And you know that that's going to be scheduled and all complete before um, the go live date, ultimately. Just as you're describing it there, and and also kudos to you because really you were the one who put the process together. It just makes it so much easier. And what I think is so true, the thing you're saying about blocking, because as you said that about the the quote tile, I was thinking to myself, there was a time when we were working together when I would never have outsourced that, would I? I would definitely Mm -hmm. have been, oh no, I want to choose it. (laughs) And then you, you can just... Do you always pick the exact quote I would have picked? Probably not. No. 
Does that matter? Absolutely not. The benefit of outsourcing the entire process and me not being a blocker at any point Mm. in that process is just so worth so much more than that kind of possessive control over every tiny part. In the process of the podcast, there's only two touch points that involve your input, which is recording the podcast episode, which obviously needs your input. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've tried to outsource that. It really didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the review of the the editing, isn't it? Which again, um, you know, you need to ultimately make sure that you're happy with the quality and the the episode before it, it, it's scheduled and before it goes live. Yeah. Although as you're saying that, I'm even thinking that you could actually check the quality of it. So I don't even really know why I do that bit. The other bit I do do is I do write the show notes when it comes back to me. So I actually, I wouldn't outsource that because when I review the quality and the episode itself, just to make sure it sounds okay, that's when I write the show notes. So that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? That I do do that bit. They go hand in hand. That is such a good example, I think, of outsourcing an entire process, not just saying, oh, when I do the, um, Emily, can you schedule the social media posts? Like that's such a tiny part of the overall process that it wouldn't really help me as much. And outsourcing the whole process, not just outsourcing the implementation of the process, outsourcing to you the creation of the process was really, really beneficial despite me having like a background in VA work and and online business management, when it's for your own business, it's different. And I think you won't mind me saying this, but I think it's always something you've struggled with is uh, ironically, even even with your background is outsourcing. It's always something you've struggled with and it's always something we've openly spoken about. And we've had to kind of really kind of work together and work closely to get the system kind of slick and to to ultimately work in a way that works best for both of us. Do you know, you're so right. And I think it's really important that I share that because I think there are people listening who have maybe already tried to outsource things. They'll tell themselves that story that, oh, it takes me longer to show a VA how to do something. I might as well do it myself. I think that is a story I told myself for ages. And also, no one will do it as well as I can do it is another story we tell ourselves. And I think it's really important that people realize that those are just stories that we tell ourselves to avoid having to let go of a little control. Definitely. But I think when you hit the point in your business where you're starting to think about expanding your team, you're often beyond the po- beyond that point. You needed that team three to six months before because it's the tasks you're doing are stopping you from leveling up. So it's identifying what that pinch point looks like. And when you feel that pinch point, taking action, not kind of sweeping it under the carpet and going oh okay I'll do that in a few months or you know because it's preventing your business growing and scaling ultimately and having a team member on board you can grow and scale your business together when I work with a client I never view myself as a as a subcontractor I always view myself as part of the team because in my opinion I want to be fully fully integrated within that team and that is what makes success in a working relationship 
it's like when we jump on our weekly calls, um, Jill, it's like it's a weekly team meeting, effectively. It, it's being an integral part of that team that's so important. And I know I've mentioned it so many times in this podcast already, but that is really how you how you get success out of a working relationship with a VA. Kind of put them in the deep end and put them straight into your business. But it's having those processes in place or working with a VA or an online business manager that can support you with creating those processes. And I say all the time, life's too short to work with people that you dislike and people that don't match your energy. So, you know, for me, it's really important that clients that I work with are a certain type of person. And it's the same for you, Jill, when you're, you know, when you have discovery calls with with your one-to-one or prospective one-to-one clients, you've got to make sure that you're that you're a good personality fit because you have to enjoy working together. <laughs> I feel like it's more important than anything. I mean, I'm really lucky in that you have always done a good job for me, but I almost think that I would turn, even if I did have to turn a blind eye to things, I would just because we're a, a good personality mix. I don't have to, I should hasten to add. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When you find that right fit, this, same with clients, same with clients. I can't do my best coaching work unless there's a certain like relationship between me and my clients. I just can't. Definitely. I defy anyone to. I think you have to have that. So what should people really look for in a VA? What are the signs that someone's going to make the, the right VA for them? So I think it goes back to what we spoke about in at the start of the podcast, identifying those tasks that you think you could delegate. It's finding a VA. So find a few VAs and book discovery calls with them and discuss those tasks and what you think you would like to outsource. From a personality point of view, ask questions. Use that, use those discovery calls as a way of testing the VA. And I hate the word testing in this context, but you need to make sure that it's a it's a good personality match because you have a 30 to 60 minute discovery call. That's mm. not a lot of time, ultimately. So you want to make sure that the VA is an established VA with an established business, that they've got the experience and skills to, to, to support with all of those tasks that you'd like to delegate but that the personality matches right. So um, the first thing that I do on any discovery call, and, and and obviously if anyone's listening and would like to book a discovery call with me, they already know my first question. <laughs> and my first question is, tell me about yourself and your business. And I say that because I want to know you and your business and understand how your business fits in with your lifestyle. So um, for instance, I had a discovery call recently with a lady her her daughter is a teenager and she plays um, a sport to a very high level and she is traveling all over the UK all the time. She's got a business, but she needs support because she's traveling four to five days a week across the UK to support her daughter with, with the sport that she's playing, which is mm. great because oh, straight away, I understand not fully her life, but yes, you're, you're understanding where the need's coming from. Exactly. And it helps to provide that context with everything as well. It's like, so why is that client outsourcing? But also how reactive are they likely to be? So I knew immediately on that call. And and to be honest, she did say this as well. She said, I only really get one day a week to work. So I will work 7 till 10pm. 
and I will do everything on that day. So yes, I might contact you on a Saturday or a Sunday or, you know, evenings and weird times. And my response to that was, that's absolutely fine. And obviously just aligned expectations that chances are I won't be working (laughs) at those times. (laughs) So determining the reactiveness, which um, I actually have a note, uh, which I've noted down anyway, because when you're hiring a VA, establishing what is reactive and not reactive and how reactive the reactive stuff is, is very important because it provides clarity from the start. So for instance, if I had a client that came to me and said, I'd like traditional PA, EA support, so kind of email management, diary management, travel bookings, those types of tasks, that is reactive support. There's nothing unreactive about that, really. It's something that needs, um, you know, one to two to three to four hours per day at set times to dip in and out of emails and be reactive. But then there are other tasks, for instance, like social media um, creation and scheduling and email marketing. Like the podcast process for us. And the podcast process. It's it's not reactive. Mm. There is a timeline and there is a deadline, Mm -hmm. but it's not reactive on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. So it's establishing out of those tasks kind of what is reactive and what isn't reactive. Because Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people don't understand is when they outsource reactive tasks, they equally need to be quite reactive. So things like email management, if there's an email that comes through and and the VA doesn't know how to support with that email, they need you to be reactive to say, how would you like me to reply to this? What would you like me to action on this? This is how I was thinking of replying. Just wanted to run it past you. So and it goes back to outsourcing a process like outsourcing email management is a great process to outsource, especially if you are at a point of your business where you get a lot of emails in your inbox each day. Um, but it's having the process and like a standard, the standard operating procedure ultimately for email management um, as well. And it comes back to working effectively with your clients. Those, the clients that often um, have traditional PA support, I always encourage a daily call with that client. Mm. And the reason I say that is because if you can have a daily call at one o'clock with the client, you can dip into the inbox in the morning, understand what you actually need the client's input on, and then get all of the answers within a 10 to 15 minute call with the client. Because often clients that require kind of traditional PA and, and EA support, they are so busy in meetings and so busy with their role that you need to be working effectively with them. But that's such a good example of outsourcing a process. So just I'm just thinking then from that client's perspective, how good is that to know that someone is in there in the morning dealing with most of the emails, pulling out any that need attention? That 10 to 15 minute check-in at lunchtime is just you firing off answers to quick questions. Then you're done because the afternoon can be taken with those things being implemented. And I think, you know, this is where we've got to keep the stories we tell ourselves about, well, if I've got to do that, I might as well do it myself. That's not true. That is not true. There's still a massive benefit in that. And I think that's something that as business owners, we need to really start questioning when we, when we tell ourselves those stories, those two stories that really get in the way, I think, of a good, um, outsourcing. And I'm, don't, don't get me wrong. I am guilty. Like, 
Emily, you know this. <laughs> I struggle sometimes with outsourcing things and you have to tell me off quite regularly. <laughs> but it's work, It's having that working relationship with a VA or an online business manager where they can draw those tasks out of you because you're not the only client that I have that kind of struggles to outsource. It's a really normal blocker to, to have in business. Um, and I think the reason that is is because obviously when you set up your business it's your baby isn't it it's it is yours in in its entirety and now you're sharing your business with someone else but also you're sharing the way your business is being marketed the way that you're kind of corresponding with clients that with suppliers there's there's a whole host of things so there's almost like a knock-on effect and a snowball effect so Mm -hmm. choosing the right VA is so important because you want to make sure that they are a good representation of your brand that ultimately you feel comfortable in putting them client facing or with them creating the social media content and and scheduling it and you know with whatever those tasks are you you need to be confident in in your entirety that that VA is the right match for you and if it doesn't feel right and you don't know why then it probably isn't right <laughs> yeah so so just don't force it just speak to a couple of other people and wait until it feels right and you and I both know like using a company like yours makes all the difference because if you I presume were to place a client with someone it didn't work out as well you've got that ability to then swap out and place another VA potentially with that client is that how that would work? I mainly work as an online business manager for my clients now. I do still work for a few a few clients as a VA, including you, Jill, but they are kind of long-standing um, clients that I've I've supported for years and years, and I just feel too integrated to to want to to go. want to <laughs> exactly. I just don't, and it's because it all comes back to working with people that you love to work with and working the businesses that you feel passionate about, and all of you know, those clients fit within that remit. I'm absolutely happy supporting them. Um, But obviously, I am one person and I only have so much capacity. I built out, well, what people would define as an agency model, but I really hate that phrase, because it sounds so stuffy and so corporate. And that is totally the opposite of me. Um, So I call it more of a consultative approach, more of a consultancy model. I speak with a client on a discovery call, really understand what they are looking for um, in terms of a person, but also the support that they need as well. And then I advise if that falls under virtual assistant support, online business management support, or perhaps like a project build, such as a Dobsado build. And then if I'm not the right match for, for their business in terms of what I'm offering as an online business manager, I have a team of VAs that all have different skill sets um Mm -hmm. so ultimately the the client works with me and I match them to a VA and that's a VA that that matches what they're looking for in terms of personality and kind of skills and experience so is it like a VA dating agency Emily it's a VA dating agency isn't it it almost is it's like tinder for (laughs) tinder for VA you're like the Silla Black of the (laughs) Of the online business management world. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. So basically, it it just depends on what that kind of individual client is looking for as to who they're matched with. But, yeah, like you say, Jill, you know, if it's not a good match with with that person that you're working with, which, to be honest, 99.9% of the time, 
I have not had that issue because I get to understand the client so well and because I'm so integrated within the team and checking in with the client we don't really get to that point I have to say so it's just being open and honest in any working relationship you know if something's not working or the chain the scope of the scope of works is changing which happens as a business evolves then it's just communicating I often have uh, monthly check-ins with with the clients at work with the VAs in my team just to check in see how everything's going if they need any other support or you know and I check in with the VAs as well because ultimately in that working relationship there's kind of three parties that need to be happy obviously the client needs to be happy with what I'm providing to them as a service and also what the 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 associate VA is providing to them the associate VA needs to be happy working with the client and then I need to be happy and and comfortable that the client is working well with that VA ultimately as well because to me success is a long-standing relationship where that VA can support that client as their business grows and scales oh I love that and that is success for you isn't it and I really love that I think when a client perseveres and does invest time in working and helping the VA get up to speed, giving the VA time to create good processes, giving the VA time to mould SOPs and, you know, get things working in the way that works for them as well as for the client that's when it does lead to those long-standing relationships and then you get to that really amazing place of your VA becoming that person I love the phrase you always say is like um, a CEO sidekick which is just such a brilliant description because you are always like the first person that I want to you know, running your ideas by. I know why you're laughing, honestly. For anyone listening, Emily would really love a pound for every new idea that I run by her. And here's how I judge a new idea. If I run it by her, there will be one of three responses. (laughs) The first response will be this one that she's doing right now, laughing. At that point, we know that that is possibly I've gone a step too far with my wild ideas. The second option is the deadpan face, which is where she just stares back at me through the screen. And I know exactly what that that response means it means if you think we've got a hope in hell of doing that by that deadline you're you're crazy woman and then they have the third response which is oh I like it Mm, I like it and then I know I've hit something really good because I've hit that nirvana of the third response (laughs) am I right I think a hundred percent and I think it's just so nice to work with people where you just know exactly where you stand and know exactly where you can be in a working relationship with a with a VA and ask for their opinion, respect their opinion. But also, obviously, we've worked together for so many years, so you can read me like a book now. <laughs> so um, pr- pretty much. So um, but it's it's having that working relationship. And it's almost to get to that working relationship, you always have to push through that, that barrier of feeling uncomfortable or discomfort because for for most people that hire a VA they haven't hired a VA before 
or they have and it hasn't been a successful relationship. So it's making sure before you go into that relationship, what does success look like? And making sure that your level of success matches a VA's level of success to make sure that you're aligned from the start. I just want to thank you so much for coming on. I really think that this episode is going to resonate with people so much because I think there's a bit of a mystery around how do people ever get to this really good VA working relationship? I'd love you to sum it up. Why do me and you work? It's having the right personality fit. And I honestly, I think that's the core, the core fundamental part of it because you can't work, have an ongoing, long-standing working relationship with someone that you, where you don't match from a personality perspective. Yeah. And I, I have relatives and friends that say to me all the time um, about working, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like work because the type of clients that I work with, I really enjoy supporting. So it feels mm-hmm. like hopping on a few Zooms and doing some tasks for you know people that I've ultimately built more than client relationships with you know kind of friendships and for instance if I was to get married all of my clients would be invited but it's not because they're my clients it's because they're my friends <laughs> now too so exactly, exactly. it's building so much more than just a a contractual relationship yeah absolutely well I just want to thank you again for everything you do for me and I also want to say um that if anyone wants to reach out to Emily, I would really highly recommend, especially if you are just at that pinch point of knowing that you need some support, definitely reach out to her just because she is so good at what she does. And also you'll get value just out of that discovery call with her. You'll get value in terms of reassurance that it now is the right time for you because Emily will tell you the truth if she feels like it's not the right time for you to start a t- a growing a team trust me that's what she will tell you <laughs> so, <laughs> so Emily you you said you've got a freebie She'll, um so we'll put that in the show notes yeah and then if someone does want to reach out to you um where's the best place for them to go and again we'll pop it in the show notes and um, so I've got a link to book a discovery call as well. So we can pop that in the in oh, the show perfect. notes as well. So that's okay, probably great. the best place to to start. So um yeah, the freebie and then a, a link to book into the calendar. And and like you say, Jill, you know, it, having that discovery call, it helps to establish if now is the right time or it helps to establish when is the right time in relation yeah. to where you are now. So yeah. um it, it it it's never not the right time to have a discovery call. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we'll put those links in the show notes, or you can always email me and I will be happy to put you in touch with Emily. So that's jill at jillmokes.com if you want to email me. But for now, thank you so much, and I will see you on our call next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now. Bye.